You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hi, I'm Mark E. Laughlin here. Welcome to the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. And I am your host. Uh, I'm an actor. Uh, my gifts have been dedicated to the Lord, primarily to focusing on um, His Word. I've been performing the seven different books of the Bible for about 25 years now and doing things like uh, voicing the ESV New Testament and doing documentaries that prove the the uh, validity, authority, and authenticity of the scriptures. So very much focused on God's words. And one of the things that I find fascinating about the end times is that there are so many warnings and parables that Jesus gives us. He he um, he tells us in several different ways, gives us a lots of different camera angles to understand this particular crucial uh, time period. And of course, remember Jesus. Uh, uh, himself states that this is going to be the most Jacob's trouble. The time of Jacob's trouble is going to be the most terrible time to be alive on planet earth because of the things that are coming on the earth, not just for um, believers, but also for unbelievers, because there will be unprecedented change and disruption, warfare and bloodshed, loss of life, um, pretty heavy stuff. But I, I emphasize that because it's important that we we do understand that of all the things that we could try to get ready for or prepare for, um, uh, the things that we're we're really need to fear is God Himself, God's wrath. Um, that is something to definitely warn people about and prepare people so that they don't fall under it. And that's why we share the gospel because we don't want them to fall under God's wrath. They're going to be judged. Um, according to what they had done as opposed to um, having their sins uh, covered and taken away by the blood of the Lamb. So our, our whole focus is uh, to try to to, um, to call people to repentance so that they do not experience God's wrath. And Jesus says there's going to be a lot of man's wrath uh, on the earth right before God's wrath starts. So we're trying to prepare people to be able to endure that and be overcomers. That's the the goal of this. You're listening to this because you're deepening your knowledge and understanding of what God's doing so that you can be an encouragement to people around you and so that you can be um, one of the wise that leads many to righteousness that that, uh, uh, Daniel speaks about in the 12th chapter of Daniel. So great stuff. I'm going to focus on five things today. Uh, Basically, we're going to look at... um, five things that Jesus predicted the church would experience just prior to his return. Now, here's the shocking part of what I'm going to do today. I'm going to show you that each one of these things is something believers will have to endure prior to the reign of the Antichrist. They will obviously be included in his reign, 
uh, as part of the persecution. But these are things that are going to happen prior to the reign of the Antichrist. And I'll explain how I know that, why, what I'm basing that on uh, in a minute. Uh, but we have these five things. There are more, but these are five general, I call them spiritual tsunamis, because they, while they aren't each one just specifically spiritual, they are actual physical events that are going to take place. They're conditions we're going to have to deal with. They're, they're very real challenges we're going to have to be, be trying to focus on and, and wrestle around and uh, navigate through. So they have the, um, they, they can have the effect of a tsunami that, that washes away everything. So we're, we are uh, called to endure, to be faithful, and to be patient. And um, we're going to need all the strength we can to be able to do that. So that's what these are. That's what these are. That's why I've labeled them tsunamis, because we have the, the challenge of trying to make sure that our faith our trust in God's sovereignty, our hope in Jesus Christ uh, is not washed away by these tidal waves uh, that are predicted to come over the whole world. So let's start with tidal wave number one. At the end, I will tell you why I believe they will all happen prior to um, the Antichrist reign, in, in including, I mean, they're, they're going to happen in the Antichrist reign, but they're going to be already very active and washing over us before that. Uh, the first one is a loss of freedom. Um, this loss of freedom we're experiencing right now. We're losing our privacy. We're losing freedom of speech. People are, I have four or five different uh, friends that have YouTube channels that have been shadow banned. Um, they just passed a law now in England that is extending and going around the world. There's all kinds of people being um, prevented from speaking, and you know, you know them. They're being kicked off networks. They're being, um, they're being accused of things. If your your voice in the media isn't one that echoes the uh, the status quo, uh, the 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 line of uh, what uh, they want you to say, it, it's being canceled and silenced and that's been going on for quite a while in this country and all around the world but it's getting more and more intense as technology enables those in power to really do a thorough job of 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 doing that so not just your loss of freedom and your loss of speech but if you're in china if you say something that the government doesn't like you can lose your loss to travel you can lose your loss uh, you can lose access to education um and you can lose the truth. Now we're in um, we're in the AI uh, era now, and we're in deep fake era. So truth c can be thrown to the ground. Um, AI is rewriting the Bible. Um, we have all kinds of things that are going on that aren't true, and we can't tell whether they are or not. So Jesus talked about the the deceit of the last days um, will be huge. Uh, that was the first thing he told his disciples when they asked him about that time. He said, make sure nobody deceives you. That's going to be the uh, the number one uh, challenge for us. That's the big tsunami uh, because deceit now, we, we realize, wow, we can really be deceived in a lot of ways now. Just technologically, we can be manipulated like never before. And um, that's the prediction. Remember, the 
the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to deceive the whole world. So that is pretty comprehensive. And remember, the, the delusion that God is sending is so strong that it would delude, it would deceive even the elect if that were possible. So there's a comprehensive level of deception <clears throat> that's extremely powerful that is going to take place. What a tsunami that is. As uh, Daniel puts it, truth will be thrown to the ground. That's what the Antichrist will do. But that's what we're dealing with, an era we're going into an era of massive deception, a tidal wave of deception and loss of our freedoms and speech and travel and information. Uh, we're, we're, because the seed is running rapid, we're, truth is being lost. So that's what we're looking at. Um, the second one, you know, and ask yourself, hey, how ready are you for that? I tell people, hey, get, um, get your Bible uh, on on a thumb drive or make sure you have a, a, a physical printed copy of the scriptures something that can't be corrupted uh, online uh, can't be changed um, so that you have that because you you're going to want to have that go to you remember now that everything's digital it's also available for manipulation it, it's it's in danger of it so try to get Try to get something, if it is digital, put it on a thumb drive that you can plug in and out of your computer um, and look at it and make copies of it and give people copies of it. Uh, or get a keep at least one or two real Bibles in your hand, printed ones, that you use on a regular basis and hold on to them because you, you're going to want to be able to compare to make sure you get the real deal. Um, it's time to make sure you're double-checking everything. So uh, that's one way to prepare for that. But obviously, doing what you're doing now, drilling down and really investing yourself in understanding the truth. If there's some area theologically about God that you, are, you have not really delved into, you need to understand that because you need to be able to be prepared to give an answer for those who, um, who ask you. Uh, and you 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 want to be deep in that because that remember the knowledge of God is is being erased as we speak, so while we have it we need to seize it. Um, number two is loss of your property, uh, loss of your house, loss of your job. Now this sounds like something that's going to happen after the Antichrist gets rolling and starts persecuting believers, but friends, um, it's actually happening now. You know, uh, for those of us who refuse to um, take the poke, as it were, uh, many of us lost our jobs. Uh, you're, you can lose your property now. You can, you can lose your house now. You, if you're in other countries that are being persecuted, they're already at this level. Um, remember, uh, uh, our, our buddy Hans says, you'll own nothing and be happy. That's the World Economic Forum telling you, hey, guess what? We're planning to take everything you, you own and you're going to like it. Uh, there, are, there are plans afoot to, uh, to take everything we own away from us. And that is not a conspiracy. That's on their websites listed on their goals. These are plans that, that wealthy people have made that they are executing right now that is on the agenda and we're watching the world divide very quickly between the rich and the poor the 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 gap uh between wages is staggering now and those who are on the 
uh, technological side, the AI side um, that control those types of superpowers. Um, they're going to control your information. They're going to be able to manipulate what you're buying and selling. And that is a uh, that is a, that wealth consolidation is is at an alarming rate right now. So we're we're in an era where this is actually happening. The Bible predicts there this gap between the wealthy and the poor, and the poor are crying out, and God hears them, and the wealthy get what's coming to them. So that we're 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 literally starting to watch that picture take place worldwide. Now, obviously, uh, buying and selling will not be allowed. Ultimately, for those who follow Jesus, uh, when the Antichrist introduces the mark of the beast, but we have to remember um, where our 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 heart really is, and it's in heaven, and uh, we are awaiting the New Jerusalem, where we have a, a an awesome house Jesus is building uh, and preparing for us right now, um, and uh, we we have a house that won't fade away, won't burn, can't be stolen. There's nothing the world can take from us that we don't get back when Jesus comes and we get a better version of it back. So uh, we have to uh, take Jesus's advice and remember Lot's wife. Remember, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. Uh, that's Jesus saying, remember Lot's wife. She wanted to go back Stay at her house, had a nice place, uh, had a couple of sons-in-laws, was about to celebrate a couple of weddings. It was a nice life. She was looking forward to some grandkids, and when she looked back, she hesitated, and she her longing for that um, is what got her. And that that's so sobering because we... We, we may love our life, we may love our house, we may love our situation, and we like things are going good, and we would like them to keep going. Uh, but Jesus says, be careful. You know, you, you need to make sure that you don't love your life so much as to shrink from death. So we're going to be tested by what? By death. We're going to be tested by somebody t saying, I'm going to take away some of those things from you. Uh, what are we going to do? Are we going to be like Lot's wife, are we going to be willing, are we prepared to let it go? We'll see. So that's the, the third thing, is the loss of friends and relatives. Now the cost of standing for Christ or, or Israel or the truth of the Bible will actually separate family and friends. Jesus warned us about this also when he quotes Micah in the 10th chapter of Matthew. He actually quotes from Micah. Here's what he quotes from Micah. See if you can recognize it. He says, The godly has perished from the earth, and there is no one upright among mankind. They all lie in wait for blood, and each hunts the other with a net. Their hands are on what is evil to do it well. The prince and the judge ask for a bribe, and the great man utters the evil desire of his soul. Thus they weave it together. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright of them a thorn hedge. The day of your watchman of your punishment has come. Now their confusion is at hand. Put no trust in a neighbor, have no confidence in a friend. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your arms. For the son treats the father with contempt. The daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Pretty amazing. And then it goes on to say in verse 7, But as for me, I will look to the Lord 
I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Now, Jesus quotes that when he says, A man's enemies will be those of his own household. Pretty impressive. It's a, we, this is a, a scene from what would possibly be the tribulation, or at least the 70th week of Daniel. There is betrayal going on for a fee. The, the judges are corrupt. The great man speaks the evil desire of his heart. That might be a reference to the, to the, um, to the Antichrist, or that might be a, a reference to the great men um, um, that uh, are uh, the rulers over Babylon the Great. Who knows? So the merchants, the great merchants. So we have a, this is a picture of people turning on each other because of they, they've been bribed to turn each other in. And there's a there's a Judas feel to this that um, that we're getting, and that is a sobering thing. When you look at your um, look at the parable of the ten virgins, remember that all ten fell asleep. When they woke up, only five of them had enough oil, and they went in. The other five didn't have the oil. They did not go in, and they eventually did not get in. So very sobering that you got. A hundred percent of the church that is literally waiting for the return of the Lord, A, we all fall asleep, and B, half of us aren't the real deal. That's pretty sobering. Half of us, half of the people in your church, in all likelihood, are not actually really Christians. They don't have the oil of the Holy Spirit in them. That is a very sobering statistic. Now, when you add to that the pressure to uh, turn someone in, um, for a fee, you get a lot of different betrayal. And notice some of the betrayal is uh, intergenerational. Um, uh, sons turning in fathers, uh, daughter-in-laws turning in mother-in-laws. So there's an indication that some of the older people believe and trust in the Lord. Some of the younger people do not. And they're turning in the older people for the money. And that would make sense now because we have a whole generation of people who are growing up um, and they are not um, connected to the Lord. They're not walking with the Lord. They're not committed to the Lord. They've rejected our, the faith of their fathers, our faith, or the faith of our fathers. They've rejected that. And so they are more likely to, when bribed, turn us in for a fee. So really heavy stuff heavy. So are are you prepared to lose family, friends, relatives? Um, that's tough. That That's a sobering aspect, I think, of the end times. And like I say, in a moment, as soon as I go over these next two, I'm going to talk about why that might all happen even prior to the reign of the Antichrist. So the other one is obviously a loss of faith. Um, we, we talked about deceit being thrown into the ground and many people being deceived, but the great falling away of the faith that, uh, that, uh, that's talked about, uh, particularly by Paul in Second Thessalonians, very sobering. The falling away of the faith and then the Antichrist is revealed. Think about that. That's the sequence. We thought maybe he'd be revealed and then people would fall away from the faith. But uh, Paul talks about it in the reverse order, which is is going to get to my point here. Uh, There is a great falling away from the faith 
And then the Antichrist is revealed. It's God tells us that he sends a great delusion because they refuse to accept the truth. We have the truth first, we reject the truth, and then God sends us, allows a great delusion to come upon us. And that's what we're talking about here. So a wave, a, a loss of faith in the truth, in scriptures, in the, in the sovereignty of God, uh, in his word, a faith in Jesus, uh, that is what we're going to see great falling away from. We're experiencing that right now. I'm, I'm talking to churches that reject the truth now, that used to be all for the truth, that are ashamed of Jesus and his words. There are churches that will only preach uh, teach from the New Testament. Won't touch the Old Testament because they're ashamed of God and because he's such a meanie in the Old Testament. So there are all kinds of things going on in Christendom in the name of Christ that have no, um, that have, that do not honor God and have no abearance, uh, uh, no consideration of the truth of his word um, because there is a loss of faith in God and in the the authority and accuracy and authenticity of the scriptures. So we're seeing that happen now, and it's ha it's happening. That that is a fulfillment of uh, of the prediction that there will be a great falling away. So the other one is obviously fifth and final is the loss of life. Um, sobering stuff. Loss of life. Hey, man. Uh, you know, a few years back, I heard that. Um, the government had purchased 35,000 guillotines. Now that's a purchase where you got to go, Hey, wait a minute. You know, what are you doing there with that? Let's keep track of that. You, you, you put a note, you know, I got a post-it note in my mind about 35,000 guillotines. Just couldn't quite get rid of that story because you don't buy 35,000 guillotines, um, every day. And you, you know, if you got them sitting around, you're probably going to use them for something and whatever you're using them for, it's not going to be fun. So it, I, I just think that is, um, we know that we may have to give our life because we believe in Christ. We, we watch our brothers and sisters and in, in Islamic countries, they are doing that now. Um, there are more believers persecuted now than ever before in recorded history. So what it means to be a believer could very well cost you your life. Um, uh, we have, um, the opportunity to lose our life by the guillotine. We have the opportunity to lose our life by, by, um, uh, getting killed in the violence, uh, or being killed in war, which we know happens, uh, in the end times. We have the opportunity to, to lose our life, uh, by pestilence and plague. We've definitely gone through a wave of that. Uh, we have the opportunity to lose what we call our life because we are polluted, whether it's uh, DNA manipulation uh, or uh, robotics or the technology that hooks up our brains to a computer. Um, um, once we uh, give up our will uh, or change ourselves, transform ourselves, uh, we can do that to a point where we are irredeemable. And um, God wants to keep us from that. But that's, a, that's also a way, a loss of life that we can fumble away our, our life. Uh, so that wave of loss of life in every form, remember that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So that's what he's looking to do. So, and that is coming our way very soon. And it doesn't, um, uh, much of it will come before the Antichrist even arrives. And getting to that point, 
Uh, most people, and I, th I know for a long time, I really looked at, read everything I could about the Antichrist, the false prophet. Wow, it's fascinating. Ooh, cool. Uh, but then the more I um, presented the book of Revelation and studied it, and I, I realized, hey, wait a minute. The, the, the woman, Babylon the Great, is riding the beast. The woman is controlling the Antichrist and, um, and his kingdom. And the Antichrist shakes her off and destroys her. Uh, and that is the sequence of events. The, the Babylon the Great is in control for a while before the Antichrist comes to full power and destroys her, takes over completely. And uh, even more importantly, Babylon the Great the, the saints in heaven rejoice at the wedding supper of the Lamb because Babylon the Great has been destroyed. And in her was found the blood of the saints and of the prophets and of all who have been killed on the earth. That's why they're rejoicing. But, you know, the saints don't rejoice at the wedding supper of the Lamb in heaven. They don't rejoice in chapter 19 of Revelation. They don't rejoice because the, the beast and the false prophet have been destroyed they're rejoicing because the babylon the great harlot has been destroyed because she was the one responsible for the blood of the saints and the prophets and of all who have been killed on the earth that is a heavy heavy statement we have to adjust our minds for that because i think most people we think about the antichrist and the false prophet oh they're guilty of murdering all these people and beheading them and uh, telling people to kill them and they're really, they're really dealing with th that, that process clearly has been underway. And a lot of people have already died before they get to, before we even get to the mark of the beast. And there's a, um, they are, uh, they're co-conspirators in this plan to destroy the church and to destroy Israel. But remember, when, it, when all is said and done, we're jumping up and down in heaven, rejoicing that the great harlot was destroyed. Um, God has judged her for the way she treated you. That's what the angel tells, tells the rejoicing saints in heaven. Very sobering. Now, that could happen. She could start persecuting people and remember she is uh, polluting the world with the wine of her uh, adulteries or pharmacias pharmaceuticals she's polluting the world with her pharmaceuticals everybody has committed adultery with her we are the the the, the wealth her wealth they've gained great wealth from her and that wealth has driven the killing of the saints um, so we have a we have a problem of persecution by an entity that is widespread, that's huge, that we have to account for prior to the, the beast and the false prophet taking complete control. That is very sobering. Um, and uh, I think we need to, 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 to realize that that's a possibility. We don't know, we, we don't have a timeline exactly of when she gets started, but we know that she is full drunk. On the blood of the saints um, and we that's something we need to be 
considering in our end time scenario. I think that's a that's the sleeper, um, as they would say. That's the she's the sleeper, uh, but I'm putting my money on her. Watch her, and remember, she rises before uh, uh, the Antichrist ruling and reigning prior to his complete reign, and he he takes over her. She's riding him and controlling him, and then he says, "Okay, that's it for you." So very heavy stuff, very heavy, and that's God's plan. God says he's put it in his heart. He's put it in their heart to accomplish. God's purpose by agreeing to give their beast the beast their power to rule the ten horns the ten kings have given the, the beast their power to rule so that he can overthrow the um, the um, the um, the great prostitute Babylon the great so we have this to worry about it's still fairly mysterious but we there's a lot that can be said about that and a lot more materializing uh, even as I speak about about this entity and her power obviously we are looking at a group of merchants great men uh, merchants were the world's great men we're looking at the world's great men who happen to be merchants put together um uh, uh, a worldwide control of government so we're watching babylon the great i believe be formed and um they're going to be the ones responsible for uh, a large amount of the the tsunami of persecution they're going to be kicking it off so that's just uh those are sobering things to think about they're real uh regardless of your idea of the timing of of uh, jesus's return they they definitely spell trouble um and so we have to prepare our hearts to be willing to give our lives up um for the lord and or be betrayed or lose you know, family, friends, relatives, and money, and jobs, and property, or whatever. So, um, because we know where we're going, God is giving all that back to us, and more. And uh, Jesus Christ is worthy. He's already done the same for us, folks. So, God bless you. Hopefully, you'll be encouraged. You'll dig into this more, and you'll take these words to heart as we wait for our Lord and Savior. Marquis Laughlin, I will see you next time right here on the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 